and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Are you ready? John chapter 12, verses 1 to 11, it says this. Six days before the Passover celebration, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honour. Martha served and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Verse 3, Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume and made from the essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance. But Judas, the disciple who would soon betray him, said, That perfume was worth a year's wages. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. Not that he had cared for the poor. He was actually a thief. And since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. Jesus replied, Leave her alone. She did this in preparation for my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. When all the people heard of Jesus' arrival, they flocked to see him and also to see Lazarus, the man Jesus had raised from the dead. Then the leading priest decided to kill Lazarus too, for it was because of him that many of the people had deserted him, uh, deserted them and believed in Jesus. Okay, here we have a story, and I don't know if you've picked it up. We are in, ver- in chapter 12, and in chapter 11 is where um, Mary and Martha's brother, Lazarus, was raised from the dead. It is the great restoration scripture of 2022, okay? It is what I have seen in so many individuals' lives already. And uh, I have friends and I have people in our young adults and young professionals ministry that literally could not get a job in their, in their chosen and sort of trained field for, for four or five years. And as soon as we started preaching this restoration scripture and I'm messaging them as I'm sitting somewhere around here and they're sitting somewhere around there and I'm saying, this is your year. And the very next week, they get a, 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 a brand new great job in that field. It is the year of restoration. And I just want to say that if you haven't experienced what you put on your restoration card or if you haven't experienced that desire of your heart, you know, God has not finished with us yet. And I do believe that so many testimonies are going to come out about restoration this year. But then we get to chapter 12 and we see um, a crazy situation of Jesus sitting down having dinner with a man that he just had raised from the dead. Um, And there are people around and obviously the crowds are flocking because everyone's hearing that there is a guy that raises people from the dead. So this is a great dinner to watch. But in the midst of this, Mary, the sister of Lazarus, um, she had just had her brother raised from the dead, comes and breaks an expensive jar of perfume over uh, the feet of Jesus. And they get into this interesting discussion Um, the fragrance fills the house and Jesus and Judas get into this interesting discussion of was it really worth it? And Jesus says, yes, it was worth it. She anointed me for my burial. Somewhere in the midst of this, okay, between Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead and this dinner, Mary had gone to a really expensive jar of her perfume that would have cost a year's or so wages. And she had carried this beautiful jar of perfume as an offering 
She held it in her hands and she walked towards Jesus. And she bent down at his feet while he was reclining at the table and she broke it open and poured it on his feet. Here's what I sense God saying tonight. In, as I've been praying, as, as I've been sitting in our services, particularly our Sunday nights, when we come to the concept or, or to the topic of what to give, I feel like we've caught it. I feel like more than any other year before, the youth, young adult and young professional generation have caught it this year. I feel like there has been such a revelation on the inside of each of us. What to give, I think we've caught it. How much to give, what level of sacrifice, what level of, um, of, of bringing an offering or laying down your life. Again, I think we've caught it. I think that in God, that there is this, this devotion, there is this single focus of Jesus, you are my everything. And I feel like we've caught it. In fact, I feel like, and, and there's always room in a service like this to open your heart and consider, how can I be a part of this? But I even feel predominantly that there are so many people in the room and you are ready to bring your offering. You are prepared. You are prayed. We've had a month of this and it is time. So tonight I feel, and I've titled my messages, it's not very clever, I've titled the message, not what to give, not how much to give or how much to lay down, but how to carry your offering. I get the sense that in the room today, we've got people with an expensive jar of perfume. And between this moment here where you're holding your jar of perfume and you are so eager and we are together so eager to lay it at Jesus' feet, to pour it out and say, Jesus, this is my offering. There is this journey of carrying that Mary had that I feel like God is saying, let me show you how to carry an offering. Is this okay? And so tonight, number one, how to carry your offering is we carry it, number one, with joy and praise. We carry it with joy and praise. Um, so uh, this story, um, the story of Mary, so incredible for a couple of reasons. Um, first of all, I need you to consider and I want us to consider how Mary would be thinking and feeling in this moment. Her brother has just been raised from the dead. After days of death, he was in a tomb. And, and Mary has just seen her, her, her saviour call the brother out of the tomb and her brother lives once again. And so here she has this beautiful, expensive jar of perfume that Judas is like, hey, that, that's worth so much money and could be given to so many different causes. How significant is this offering? You shouldn't have done it onto Jesus. But can you imagine Mary? She's like, this compared to what my Jesus has done for me? This compared to what I saw a couple of days ago? In one sense, she was so excited to bring her offering because she's like, in one sense, like there's significance to her offering, but in one sense, she's like, this is nothing compared to what Jesus has done for me. One jar of perfume, Compared to a brother, Mary also found herself at the feet of Jesus a few times in Scripture. And um, it's so funny because this Scripture also talks about how um, 
This scripture also talks about how um, uh, Jesus was, uh, they, the, the Pharisees were planning to kill him and they were going to kill Lazarus too. And it's funny because um, the, the disciples, male, um, Jesus had tried to explain this to them, that this was going to happen a, a fair few times and they weren't catching it. But it seems in this, in this instance that because Mary had been at the feet of Jesus, listening to Jesus, listening to the conversation, being around Jesus and hearing Him, here she was and she saw an opportunity, right, to be part of the story of Jesus and anoint Him for burial. And Jesus says, no, what this woman has done for me is a beautiful thing. She has anointed me for my burial. So I want to put it into our context. I want to put it into my personal context. From where I've come from, from the boy that walked into Horizon Youth those years ago, right? And how broken and how sad and how, what a mess he was. And how Jesus has transformed my life. When God calls me to bring an offering, in one sense, I'm like, yes, this is significant. But in another sense, I'm like, it's nothing compared to what God has done for me. I bring this in joy. But there's a second part. Not only has he transformed a broken, sinful young man, he's not only given me the gift of life and restored my health and restored my emotional health, he's not only uh, put me back together again, he has also said to me, Jackson, I'm going to let you be part of the story. You bring in your offering You were once a sinner, but now Jackson Moore, you get to be a part of the God story that I'm doing on the earth. Um, One time uh, I was in Sri Lanka and I got the awesome opportunity to preach in Sri Lanka. Um, And it was, I'd never, I'd never been to um, this kind of culture before, but it was unbelievable. And I have a deep love for the nation of Sri Lanka now, like a deep, deep, deep love. Um, But... It's, it's, I, I was just loving life and I'm, I'm generally quite passionate man and um, you know, people who want to stand away from the, the mosh pit and away from the jumping, that is not me, has never been me and hopefully never will be me. I just don't think so. Um, and so in Sri Lanka, when there are like a thousand teenagers um, and young adults moshing so close together in like 35 degree heat and there is sweat and bodily fluids flying absolutely everywhere I still want to be there strangely and uh and so there I am in the midst shoulder to shoulder like we are squished on all sides um praising God right and then all of a sudden this guy this Sri Lankan grabs me in the middle of the wash pit and he's like Jackson look at my feet right and so I, in the middle of the, like, there is the Youth Alive band playing. Like, it is, like, going off, right? And he pulls me away, and I look down at his feet. And there is, like, we are in on number one. It's just quite a dirty church. It's, like, um, it's, it's got no walls, so it's just, like, a canopy, right? It's, it's filth everywhere. We are dripping sweat, and we are swapping sweat, and it's disgusting. And I look down at this guy's feet, and he's got no shoes on. There's blood on his feet, and it's all bruised. This guy's clearly been praising with no shoes on. And then he goes, when you preached the last session about uh, following the tug of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit told me to take off my shoes and give them to another young person. And I thought, 
that's amazing, mate. Not exactly what I was saying when I said follow the tug of the Holy Spirit, but amazing, like blood and bruised feet. Anyway, I forget all about it. And then he sends me, three months later, this, this um, message on Facebook Messenger. His name is Lucky. He says, hi, Pastor Jackson. I don't know if you remember, I met you in Sri Lanka at Voice. I asked you when I felt the tug to give my shoes to a kid. Well, I wanted to testify. As at today, I have received two pairs of shoes. One worth 200 Australian dollars and another worth 180 Australian dollars, both for free. I needed a pair for my upcoming wedding and God just provided such a good pair of shoes for me. I just wanted to thank you for guiding me and helping me to take the correct decision and listen to God. Do you know in that moment, I was like, what an honour it is to be a part of the God story of people's lives. When God calls us to sacrifice and invest, we do it with joy and praise because God's letting us be part of the story. God is, He's literally, He wrote Mary into the story by letting her bring an offering that was a jar of perfume. He, he wrote her into the story and He's now doing the exact same with us. When I jump up and down to that song, Echoes, there's that, that, that line that Ben sings so awesome. It says, um, I got a feeling the yeah. darkness won't last very long. Yeah. Every time that happens, right? <laughs> every time that happens, sorry about the singing. Um, every time that happens, I actually cry a bit. Like, you know when you jump in and, 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 and it, something sparks in God on the inside of you? And, I, and I'm just so, I count it such a privilege that God would let a person that was once like I was and still like I am today be a part of the darkness receding for people in their lives. And I, am, I bring my offering with joy and with praise. The second thing, the second thing, Thank you. The second thing is I bring my offering with worship. I bring my offering with worship. I bring my offering with worship. The Bible says that the fragrance filled the entire house. That she broke open the perfume and the fragrance filled the entire house. Can I just pass on a lesson that my um, senior pastor has taught me and it has changed my life? And actually has really changed my life. Um, Pastor Brad will often say to me in hard seasons and, and seasons where I'm giving a lot and, um, and, and whatnot. And he counsels me in wisdom and he counsels me to, to only give the right amount, what God is asking, right? In terms of how, the people I serve and all of those sorts of things. But he always says to me, Jackson, when they offered sacrifices in the Old Testament, they also burnt incense. Because sacrifice with no incense stinks and you don't want your life to stink. And this is what I've learned. This is what I've learned. If I don't worship with my, as I sacrifice and bring my offering, my life starts to sink. In fact, there's that Bible verse that says, contemplate Christ and you'll be, turned, you'll be transformed into his likeness. I've also semi-experienced the opposite. Sometimes I'm so focused on my giving and on my offering and on my worship and I forget about the one I'm offering it to and my life, instead of becoming more like Christ, I end up smelling a bit. My attitude smells, my internal world is ugly and foul and decaying 
But as soon as I put my focus back on Jesus, I love that Mary, it was just out of an act of love for Mary. This man had transformed her, her life, her brother's life and her family's life. And she's like, I'm just pouring out my love and my worship on Jesus. She breaks open the jar. She breaks open the jar and pours it on Jesus and wipes it on his feet with her hair. As an act of God, I love you so much. Number three. Number three. We give with our hearts. We give, we carry our offering with our hearts. So first off, we carry it with joy and praise. We're bringing it with joy and praise. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, each one must give according to, he, to what he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion. God loves a cheerful giver. Number two, we, we do it with worship. We're always contemplating Christ. And number three, we carry our offering with our hearts. Um, so in, there was a period of time where um, I was running our junior high age group, um, now called Force, um, low-key best age group in the whole entire world. Like, there's nothing like Friday nights at Force, right? Nothing like it. And, um, and serving on a Sunday and trying just my best to give my all to Jesus, right? And, uh, but it was getting particularly hard. My family had just moved overseas. Um, I was alone in a really cold, old spider-ridden house. Um, it was getting pretty hard. Um, I had no money. Um, I was working uh, a couple of jobs and um, although God did bless me with a job that had overnight shifts and I could sleep during the overnight shifts and I just thought that was amazing. Um, praise God for that. Um, and I, had, I felt like I was giving it all. And my car... Um, my car was a great car um, and I loved my car and I was so grateful that I had a car, okay? And in this time when I was giving my all, my friend got saved. His name was James. The only problem was James had just been in a really serious car accident and he lived in a place called Unandera, which is um, about uh, 20, 25 minutes past Wollongong. And the only way that he could get to church is if I drove and got him and brought him to church and then after church, I would, I would take him back to church. And I used to recruit people like Josh Smith, like Kreef, and I would, I would, because we'd go out to dinner afterwards, and I would fall asleep on the way home. So I would recruit these guys to come with me to drop off James so that the, then we could get back. Um, and I distinctly remember when you got to about waterfall at about 11.45 um, p.m. on a Sunday night, we were getting out of the car and we were running around the car a couple of times on the side of the road at waterfall. Um, and, but I was so stoked because my friend James had gotten saved, right? And this was all worth it. But I did feel like I was given my all to Jesus. And then, um, then one Sunday, I'm about to go pick up my friend James from Unandera. Um, I'd been to morning church, I'd driven home, I'd parked in the driveway um, in my carport, um, I had probably gone to sleep and I, to get to church on time, I was running late, um, which isn't uncommon for me and so I run out to my car, get into my car fairly quickly, okay, I do accept that some of this was my fault, okay, and I reverse out of my driveway and for some reason, 
on that day, my neighbour thought that it was a good idea to park one of those low-riding trailers, right? You know those trailers, they're just a trail that you put on the back? And he had parked it in my driveway. So when I, and it was so low that when I looked out my reverse mirror, I couldn't see anything. And so, first of all, it is so terrifying when you don't know what you've hit, (laughs) okay? Because I, and you can't see, and then when you can't see what you've hit once you've hit it, that's terrifying, okay? So I reverse out quite quickly, (laughs) straight into this trailer that my neighbour had put there. And my black car that was my mum's, who was overseas, <laughs> um, I, the fibreglass or whatever, what, whatever material it is, is it fibreglass? No, it's not. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> um, look, this ain't my strength. The plastic? Tim, you should know these things. Plastic. Whatever it was. It was a black car. And now the back bumper thing, if that's what it's called, um, was now blue completely blue scratched off like and it was dented and everything um miracle story this isn't the point of the story but two weeks later I'm driving along President Avenue I stop at the um at the lights at Guy Mir and someone runs straight up the back of me and I think praise Jesus new back bumper <laughs> um, <laughs> um not the point of the story um my mum never found out that I had damaged the car um I reversed into this bumper and I was giving my all. I felt like I was pouring it out. Every ounce of worship that I had, of of offering, of giving, of finances, of sacrifice, I felt like I was pouring it at the feet of Jesus. And then I felt like, God, why on earth did you let me or let my neighbour put the trailer in my back, in my driveway? So as I hit it, everyone comes running out. Everyone's like making a big fuss and everyone, my neighbour's saying, sorry, 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 sorry. And I'm like, you know, if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say it all. I get in my cup, move the trailer and let me go get my friend and take him to church. And I'm driving out of Cornell along, the, on, along Captain Cook Drive, just bawling my eyes out. Just thinking, God, I am pouring it all out. I am giving everything. Why on earth did you let this happen to me? I'm blasting worship music at this time. Like I am almost inconsolable. Like I need to pull over and not drive anymore. I am that upset. And then just before I get to the to what is now the Green Hills roundabout sort of thing, something just switches in me and God just changes something in me. And I just had this Holy Spirit moment. And I started screaming in that car, the music blasting. I do not care what comes my way. I will not stop pouring it out. I don't care how many times the devil tries to hit me and take out the feet from under me. I am not going to bring, I'm not going to stop bringing my offering and bringing my everything and bringing my all. And here's, here's what the sense that I get. When we bring our offering, when we're carrying our offering, okay, Here's the sense of of what we've got to carry it with. It's like, God, this isn't my one and done. This isn't my last and only. No, this is one of many. This is my life continually. This is my life laid down. In fact, Mary broke a jar of perfume over Jesus' feet. 
But what I'm breaking over the feet of Jesus is a whole entire life and heart. The Bible says, the Bible says that in Matthew chapter 6, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Do you know what, Jesus? You are my treasure. You are, you have my whole heart. And this is where I put all of my treasure at the feet of Jesus. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Holy Spirit, this isn't my last. This may be my first act of faith. It ain't going to be my last. This might be my first offering. It's not going to be my last. So my offering... My, my one moment offering is just a representation of my whole heart laid down and surrendered in obedience to my King. I'm not going to stop pouring out this life to Jesus because He's got my everything. He is my everything. And I won't, no matter what comes my way, I'm not going to stop pouring it out on Jesus. So as we carry our offering today, and there's time to contemplate. There's time to, to have a moment with God if you haven't asked Him already to say, what's my part in this? What's my faith offering? How do I dominate that second King in my life and just have a soul devotion? But for many of us already, it's like we've got, we've got the, the Word that God wants us to be obedient to. And so today I'm encouraging us to be like Mary. I bring my offering and I carry it with joy and praise in my heart. God, I can't believe that you let me be a part of this story. I can't believe how much you've transformed my life. I bring it with worship. I do this because I love you. I don't do this to earn the love of God. I do this because you've loved me first and now I love you back. I bring my whole heart to you. And the third thing is I, I do it with my whole heart. It's simply a representation of Jesus. You've got my whole life forever in Jesus name can you say amen thanks for listening to this week's message for more info about Horizon Church please visit our website at hz.church have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon